0: To the Rethink Podcast, we are so glad that you've joined us today.
1: <clears throat> Voice smooth. of an angel. I feel like we're like <laughs> a book reading club now, but right. <laughs> Hebrews
2: eleven. So Enoch.
3: Oh, is that what we're going to talk about today? <clears throat> I think so. Right?
2: Yeah. Enoch. He was,
3: yeah. and then he wasn't.
2: Mm. He is no. And more. you can be too. <laughs> <laughs> so you're doing Enoch, and yeah. who else is?
0: Uh, you got
3: Enoch, uh, Ben no, Van, 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 Van Yeah. 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 Okay. Far so tell us like the story, <laughs> or we just read it.
2: Can I just read it. Yeah, I mean, uh, real there's short.
3: 20 words uh, about <laughs> 20. Enoch. I guarantee you can get 30 in the, minutes in of the it. Bible. So, uh, yeah, outside of the fact that it uses his name in, like a reference, in Genesis in Jude, uh, or Jude,
1: yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. By faith, that's why he's in here. By faith, Enoch was taken from this life so that he did not experience death. He could not be found. He gone. God didn't tell his wife, I'm taking him home with me. His Please. wife's been mourned for years. Please
1: read that Sunday and go, he gone.
2: <laughs> he could not be found because God had taken him away. For before he was taken, he was commended as one who pleased God. Wow. Okay. What happened there?
3: Well, if you go back to Genesis chapter 5... <coughs> That's where you see mm-hmm. the story of this Enoch. Now, fun fact: there's two Enoch's in the I love Bible. Fun facts, two Enoch's. two Enoch's. There's the Enoch son of Cain, mentioned in Genesis chapter four, but that is not who we're talking about here.
2: Okay, how do we know that?
3: Because in Jude, Jude, well, there's only one chapter in Jude, but um, verses 14 and 15 reference Enoch, the seventh from Adam. And that Enoch is found in Genesis five. That is the one who's commended as walking faithfully with the Lord and who is the father of Methuselah. Hmm. So, you gotta make sure you get the right Enoch here because there's a picture of righteous and unrighteous that are in Genesis five. So hmm. from the line of Cain, the Enoch, you know, there's a city built after or city built by Cain named after his son Enoch. And if you trace that lineage down, uh, the lineage gets more and more wicked. Yeah. Um, seven generations to Lamech, and he was even worse than Cain. That's what it said about him. And then the other line of Seth that comes out of Adam and Eve, Enoch is in that line, and it leads to Abraham and ultimately, to so you're Jesus. telling me seven
2: generations in, and they can't come up with a new name? They're using ones they've already used before. Yeah, they weren't very creative. <laughs> Baby names are hard.
3: They had, they had <laughs> all kinds of family issues, and Cain just kind of <laughs> imploded, I think. But wow. Anyway, so there's there's two different pictures there of walking faithfully with God and walking away, and you know, doing your own thing.
2: It's going to be the story that unfolds through the rest of Scripture. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Choices. Yep. And by faith, he chose to walk with God.
3: Yeah. So, you know, there's a couple things I pick up on in the story of Enoch because, really, there's there's not a whole lot here. But as I started digging and, yeah, it was like, hey, let's give Enoch to Andrew. That's a great idea. Um, but as I started looking at that, there's there are some things there. Rapture. Well, there is a picture of rapture there. I'm not sure that's... That's not where I go in the sermon at all. <laughs> but there's this, so if you take the timeline of when Enoch's story is, it's before the flood. Yeah. Okay. And we know that before the flood, people are doing their own thing. That's why the flood comes. Mm-hmm. And so Enoch is walking faithfully because we, he's commended, right, with God. And it doesn't start until he's 65 years old. So I don't know what happened there, whether, you know, having his son Methuselah, like change things. Methuselah's dead. Yeah, Methuselah, oldest dude. Years do Oldest guy. Yeah,
2: nine sixty
3: nine. Yeah. Hmm.
1: That's so old.
3: Enoch sixty five years old. That's when he has Methuselah, and then it says he walks faithfully with the Lord for three hundred years. So before that, I don't know what his story is. We don't know, but well, we know from sixty five to three hundred, he's walking faithfully with God.
2: Try not to get distracted here, but I'm going to ask you a question. Okay, it just came to my mind. Because I know the viewers are thinking this too. Are these literal years? Mm-hmm. So I was going to ask that too.
3: Here's here's what a lot of uh, scholars. I don't know. Uh, that's that's my answer. I'm going to give you an answer anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So hey. a lot of a lot of hey, <laughs> a lot of people that are a lot smarter than me talked about before the flood, um, the like atmosphere and all this stuff. Like basically was conducive for longer life and sustainability of creation to a much fuller extent. I don't, I don't know if that's the
2: answers in Genesis theory that they put out. Hmm. Uh, that's Ken Ham. They they talk about when and it says in creation and you know, God separate made the sky, he separated mm-hmm. the waters. Yeah. They talk about a water a water layer. Yep. It's like a that, biodome. Right. Hmm. That would have blocked the um, the ultraviolet, which causes aging.
3: Yep. And hmm. like degeneration. Yeah.
2: Yep. And so it would have blocked that. But when flood, the flood happens, the part of the waters that's the waters that fall mm-hmm. from that vapor separation. Hmm. Yep. So and that so, is. And after that, God says 120 years will be the, the, the length of man's life. Yep. Pretty much after the flood. Yeah.
0: So then it does it. I mean, if you would take these as literal. Because then it moves into a young earth, old earth mm-hmm. type conversation. Right. And if those are literal years.
3: Yeah, then you're you're talking about, you're still talking about a young earth, 10,000 year creation. Or less. Yeah, yeah or less. Yeah. Yeah. Six to 10,000. <clears> yep. That's not where I hang up. But yeah, that, that is a thought of how these uh, it's years just would be literal. It's interesting
2: yeah. when you're reading those, you know, 969, having a child when they're 65. Well, <laughs> that's scary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. But he's a young dad compared to all these other guys. Yeah, that is
3: true. Sure. So that's there's two pieces of that that I think are interesting. One, it's never too late. Uh, oh, yeah, sometimes I it know. is. That's not for where kids? my mind goes. Absolutely. <laughs> not for, for kids. Faith. Oh, oh. For faith, <laughs> too late for that. Yeah. It's not too late for faith. It may be too faith. late for kids. Oh, you 65-year-olds
2: out there. <laughs> I saw. <laughs> just keep track. Uh, you know Guthrie Beach. <laughs> yeah, Guthrie oh, yeah. was president of KCEU. Yeah. Uh, when you were there, he went, then he went to be at St. Louis. Guthrie preaches at a church in Florida. and He posted a picture of a fellow that he just he had baptized on his ninetieth birthday. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh. Ninety. That's pretty unusual anymore. Yeah, that's really unusual. I mean, that's just hard to do. That's, ex- that's pretty exciting to think about that somebody would make that decision at yeah. that point in life. And yeah, and they're just as good with God as somebody who's lived faithfully all mm-hmm. their life. But yeah. Yeah. So, but anyway.
3: 300 years of walking faithfully. So, this idea that it wasn't just like a check in with God or like a visit from time to time, it's a relationship of walking faithfully over a period of time. And that's how we know like faithfulness is measured by time, mm-hmm. right? It's not measured in the moment, it's measured over the course of a span of a it's lifetime. The, it's or, the direction. Yeah.
2: The direct, Like, yeah. we talk about people taking their next steps all the time, and I love that concept of walking with God because we all have steps that we need to take, steps of faith that help us in our journey relationally with God. You know, that's Enoch. He's not perfect. None of these people are perfect. I think we need to keep pointing that out. They're not perfect characters, but they are headed in the right direction with God.
3: Yeah, and that that's a huge <clears throat> deal because I think a lot of times, you know, we all you know we just heard about the sin of cain right god gives him the opportunity if you do what is right won't you be accepted too so there's even this idea of repentance that's early on in the story of genesis and enoch is not perfect he still has struggles of sin but faithfulness it's even a story of david abraham like these guys are included in this they were not perfect they sin they are not jesus but the direction of their life was pointed towards obeying God. And so I think that's another piece that we have to really wrestle with and come to understand is like we are not, not going to get everything right all the time. We are going to fail. We are going to sin. We are not going to pray the right way, you know, from time to time, as Jeff, you know, uh, has pointed out. But our lives directed
1: towards Jesus that's the that's the thing that really matters there. Well, it's really talking about this idea we talked about it last week, but it's that lifestyle of faith, and that doesn't mean necessarily every decision that you make is the right one, mm-hmm. um, but it's setting your feet in your course and direction, like you'd mentioned. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jesus
3: becomes God becomes <clears throat> not a piece of your life. Yeah, He becomes everything. He influences every decision in every aspect of your life. That's a big difference between like checking in with god and being committed to god
2: so this is a pretty unique story Um, two characters i think we we can find in scripture at least maybe more that weren't recorded but two that were recorded Mm -hmm. historically that didn't have to endure death right uh you know what the other one is elijah Elijah. elijah yeah chariots up into the sky pretty cool elisha sees that at least elisha sees that one though i i I was reading this, had a lot of time this past week to read, and so I did Hebrews 11 several times, uh, pieces of this. I was thinking about, this is really weird. This is a really weird story. I mean, like, he doesn't die. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: God just takes him. Does he tell everybody? Were they, like, putting, you know, posters on trees? Enoch's (laughs) Enoch's <laughs> missing. Have you seen him? Limits? Reward if found. He's really old. He's not thinking straight. Did, I like he, the picture
0: Enoch just vaporizing in front of him. Oh, you know, like, like the
2: Avengers. Yeah, kind of like going, Back going to through. the dust. Yeah. What, what would that one be? The uh yeah, I don't know. Stepping through this portal. He becomes particleized, the... and, then he's, <laughs> yeah.
0: and then he's with God. Right, yeah, I'm assuming yeah, I'm... that's probably accurate. I'm sure that's that uh,
1: happened. You should. Preach that <clears throat>
3: Maybe I'll just I'll show that video and be like, and this is what it was like. Yes, you know, I, I couldn't help but think I mean, about it though. That yeah, so God went like this, and it just yeah. was.
2: That is weird. Yeah, it just it doesn't die, because that's the story of everyone since Adam, hmm. right? They we, we don't die. They die. They die. We die. That's the consequence of sin. But he doesn't experience that. He's mm-hmm. by faith. He's able to bypass the, the the curse of yeah. sin
3: so well okay so another thing I was just wrestling with is death really the penalty I mean death is the penalty of sin we know that right but is the physical death really the mm. consequence mm. right it's part of it yeah, yeah. it's an effect mm-hmm. but the consequence separation is separation yeah yeah And so we use death to talk about separating because when we die in the physical, you know, in the physical world here, we are no more. And our souls go to be with Jesus or they're separated from Christ. And so, though he didn't taste physical death, I think the greater reward that we all find is that in Christ, a faithful life in Christ, we
0: all have yeah. the same reward that Enoch has. So you're not this isn't an example of something that you should really be putting your hope in like I don't want to taste physical death. <laughs> no, that's not your biggest problem. Right. Uh, the bigger the bigger issue is the spiritual
2: separation from God forever. So mm-hmm. so he's a picture of what what God wants and what can be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because Adam and Eve walked with God. Enoch that's why it's interesting he's described in this way. He walks with God. Mhm. And that's something that hasn't happened. Now, I know their walking with God is, is different than Enoch's walking with God, but yet in spirit is not. And that's why he he overcomes the separation. So,
3: and one of the things that we find in Jude, Jude actually referenced, this is the only apocrypha uh, <laughs> reference in the New Testament that's a direct uh, apocryphal quote is in Jude. Jude quotes the book of Enoch. And he quotes when Enoch is basically like warning the people before the flood. He's warning them to turn from their wickedness. And there's going to be consequences and there's going to be judgment for those who don't obey the things of God. And so his relationship with God, you know, we're inferring some things here. But when you read that, he had a personal relationship with God. It was not a private thing. Yeah. He was speaking out of his faith. Like his faith informed his speech to the people around him and is recorded then for us to be an example of like hey, when we believe these things, we have a concern for the people around us and like our we have an opportunity to warn people of what's coming for anyone who stands apart from a relationship with Jesus. And it's interesting because we don't have any of that in Genesis, so like this is what we do, you know, like there's not this great commandment of Genesis, but his faith, whatever type of relationship he was having with God moved him to speak about it and act upon the truth of who God is.
2: Interesting to me that his story of escaping the consequences of being reunited with God precedes the story of Noah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. where he preached for 120 years as he built the ark, right? Mm -hmm. And we have destruction and judgment for everybody.
0: Yeah. Well, at the very
3: so it's three generations away from Noah. Yeah. From Enoch to
0: Noah. At the very minimum, if you look at the um, the the genealogy, it was 869 years before. The flood. It was probably a little bit longer, but mm-hmm. that's just the very, very minimum. He's still preaching in faith this message of wrath and destruction to come. And wow, you know, never saw it, mm-hmm. wouldn't see it, and yet that's still the message that he proclaimed. So, yeah, when we talked
3: about faithfulness, there's actually a lot here about Enoch, you know, that we can gather for ourselves. Is like, do we really have a concern for people yep. that are. Not
2: walking with the lord yeah one of the one of the places that we often because because of pastoral issues find ourselves is with people who are really struggling physically, you know and w- they're walking that journey uh that that ends in death <laughs> when we fight it and we put it off, we avoid it for a while ultimately we end up there mm-hmm. um, I think this is a beautiful picture, like this is really what God wants, yeah. and this is really. What our spirit will have mm-hmm. when we separate from this body. I mean, if we could all just grasp the picture that when <laughs> the person that we love or, or ourselves, when our heart stops beating and when we stop taking breaths, we really have just been taken home with God. Yeah,
0: life has. If begun. we've been
2: walking with Him, mm-hmm. we've just been taken home with God. We we didn't experience death; our body did. Mm-hmm. Yep. We just left. To be with God. Yeah. That's, a, a, that's an incredible picture.
3: There's a song that Jordan likes to sing a lot. Um, Death is Just a Doorway. I, I, I don't know what song that is, but that is. Hold on,
2: Jordan's in the studio audience.
3: Yeah, what song is that, Jordan? Christ, Put a
1: camera on him right now. Christ
3: okay. be magnified. Christ be magnified. So, give us a little hit from it. Yeah, <coughs> yeah can you Can you can sing us a, hey, a, no, a little We need a microphone. No, he doesn't need a microphone.
1: Come on. on. Come on. Come on. Death is just a doorway Into resurrection life And if I join you in the suffering Then I'll join you when you rise And when you return in glory With all the angels and the saints Come on, man
0: well, I was saying that was me <laughs> My heart will still be singing. My song will be the same. Yeah, our viewership
3: uh, just went up like double because oh, Jordan's yeah. part of it now. Plus, he's gonna but post. He's gonna post. It he's, yeah, so he's well, special. Uh, the guest camera was on me, so <laughs> <laughs> oh, it did. looks as though I was singing. I didn't know Ben no, and it really was. It, it really didn't. But I mean yeah, he had that okay. kind of voice. Okay, so <laughs> yeah, this beautiful picture, yeah, though it is, and it's Great always. Job. When he s- sang that song, it just hit me so you know close to home. But uh, in the feels. it yeah. is a really I... good <laughs> description of what the physical death yeah. looks like. It's a doorway into resurrection life. It's this, not the this end. song
2: I heard this morning that stuck in my head. Weary traveler, you won't be weary long. Mm. One day soon, you're gonna. Overcome one day soon. How does to be at home. home? Sing that one. <laughs> one day, one day soon, like <laughs> Jeff's not to be <laughs> <I'm> not <laughs>
3: outdone. i so. He is going to
2: sing himself. So <laughs> hey, so
0: you <laughs> know, <laughs> reminds me of a song I heard this morning right, as well. Right, um,
2: right. I don't have anything. <laughs> <laughs> but one day soon, we're gonna overcome. We're gonna, you know, we're not gonna be weary. And I see so many people that are weary, and we fight and we struggle. And I'm not, not that that's wrong. But to protect and preserve the body but if we could just transition our picture to death is death is just going home to be with God yeah yep. you know
3: the reward then actually starts the moment we say yes to Jesus mm-hmm. like we start getting taste of the reward yep. in this life and it only gets greater as we move towards eternity yeah and so I actually end the sermon with Psalm 23. Because that's the reward. Mm -hmm. David got it right whenever he wrote that. The reward is that we have Jesus in the highs and the lows. He's guiding us, he's leading us, and he's providing for us. That is the reward. Jesus is the ultimate reward. And we get to experience that from the moment we say yes to the time we go spend eternity with him.
0: So why do you think that so many people even believers, so let's just talk about them. Why do you think they are scared of death?
2: Because that I mean that's probably
0: most people's greatest fear. I, I,
2: I don't think a lot of Christians are scared of being dead. They're mm-hmm. scared of dying. Yeah. Because sometimes between points A and B it's pretty rough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean when you realize your mind is slipping away when you realize your body isn't isn't working right you know when you realize that you have something that that's that's going to hurt and you got to what's that what's that going to be like you know mm-hmm. and, Fear you, of unknown? Yeah, yeah. We, and we just don't know what the transitional phase is going to look like yeah and so we're scared but i think by faith i've seen a lot of people who by faith were at peace with being dead mm-hmm. but we're afraid of dying and it. Because it's not natural yeah. as, yeah. as, as for what we're created for, yeah. right? God created us for life. Mm-hmm. Well, and I
1: think, you know, like we've all done the funeral sermons for people who have walked faithfully with God, and we've done the sermons at funerals for people who we don't know. Yeah. And we all, we all, we can feel it when we walk into a situation and like, we don't know this person and if they walked with the Lord or whatever. Sometimes we do know that they didn't. Um and that you you carry that weight, you know mm-hmm. what I mean.
2: I, I had a mortician tell me that oftentimes you can actually tell from the corpse really? whether they were a believer or not. Really? In in, are you being in what way? Mm-hmm. Just the <laughs> the way the body is 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 structured, tense, resistant, fighting, or or at peace. Mm. And wow! And ready. Man. Wow! I mean, it's not a foolproof thing. I mean, sure. sometimes believers get caught by surprise. And yeah. You know, I mean, it happens, but. <laughs> Hmm. Yeah, if if we know it's coming, there there are people who die scared to death, fighting for you know, struggling to breathe, or or, or people who are believers who are just at peace and go home. Yeah. Hmm.
0: Yeah, I, I think I think you're right. I think obviously in this life it's the fear of the unknown, but I think there's also some fear of the unknown on what eternity is going to be like. I remember, I was probably I don't know thirteen, fourteen um, had been in church all my life. And I remember almost having like a panic attack in my bed one night because I was just thinking about the, the reality of eternity that it would never end because even though, you know, my life as I've been conscious has never began or ended, you know, as, as far as my conscious awareness, um, that was really scary to me. And so I, I'm sure other people struggle with like, there's just it just goes on and on. But but the more that I've walked with the Lord, the more I realize I'm never going to want it to end. Mm-hmm. So so that's not it's not a it's not going to be a fear when I'm in heaven. Like this is just never yeah. going to end.
2: And, and it won't be. <laughs> there's no end to anything. Yeah. And so there's not a measurable passing of time, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah. But we can't grasp that, right? That's that's not real here. Everything, Everything. in my
0: life is on a schedule. Everything,
2: uh, except and... American Airlines, <laughs> well, dude. <laughs> four hours late coming out of Dallas. That's the one night. exception. <clears throat> but four hours late. It's it's
0: you know that that is so foreign to us that it's scary, in, in some regards, because you just think there's no there's no time there's no and and I understand that we're not going to want that or or be thinking of that um,
2: but that's just that's probably what's on people's minds too the one thing i think this story I, I could be used for and andrew says he's not going there don't know about ben van heining but um, for some people at some point in the future i believe and we teach that jesus is literally physically coming back mm-hmm. you know i mean we talk a lot about that he, he was with god he was god in the beginning he's the creator He's the sustainer. He became flesh. He's the sacrifice. Um, you know, he resurrected on the third day. He ascended to heaven, but he's coming back. Yeah. And the Bible, you know, um, Peter talks about it being, it seems like it's been a long time, but a thousand years is like a day. A day is like a thousand years with the Lord. He's patient and waiting for some to come to repentance, you know, to start walking with him. Mm-hmm. Um, Thessalonians talks about it being, you know, in a moment, in a flash, in a twinkling, the trumpet of the Lord shall sound, and there he shall be. Uh, We we have pictures from Revelation of people are going to, they're going to, everybody's going to know and recognize who he is and acknowledge that, but for some it's too late because they haven't been walking with him. Mm -hmm. You know, so there. that's, someday that's going to happen. Yeah. You know, Jesus will come back, and that's it pretty amazing well i think the the
0: proper view of the one who is walking with god should be man let that be today Hmm. and and that's that's how we should approach our lives i I think we should
2: i think we should approach our life that way and say you know uh, it could be today yeah but also live our lives like it could be a hundred years from now yeah it's not an excuse to huddle up
0: and just wait it out they've got to live both ways let's Lord, may it be today, but if it's not, I'm going to continue
2: working for your glory. So, And, and I don't. that was an interesting thing you mentioned in the Apocrypha, which is um, books that are in the Catholic Bible but not, not in the, the Protestant version.
3: Yeah, but <clears throat> Old Testament Apocrypha is not even in the Catholic Bible. It's right. only in the Eastern or uh, Ethiopian Orthodox and maybe one other
2: one. Okay, so yeah. the book of Enoch is not. But the quote mm-hmm. was in New Testament in Jude. He from in Jude he says he he was proclaiming, mm-hmm. and that I guess that that's what yeah. you're talking about. Yeah. Yep. Like it could be today, mm-hmm. but it may not be today. We need to be proclaiming and living by faith either way.
1: Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. We could spin into a whole other conversation about proclaiming, but yep. yeah, I don't know if powerful. we should. <laughs> <For time. laughs> well,
2: that's going to be the story with Noah. That yeah. you know what we're going to do next week? Proclaiming while while building, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, the judgment of the flood is coming, but we're going to talk about it, prepare you for it all the way. Hmm. There's so many things I can... Speaking, Speaking flood. of flood. <laughs> yeah, they just started to rain and we can hear it in the Posh Studios here of the Rethink podcast. The...
1: <laughs> Did you give a toilet paper? Towel? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, can't, I can't keep
2: thinking about like, you know, if, if the Lord decides to do this with us, what are their wives going to think? Like, if we don't go home after lunch? Because God just said, hey, I'm going to do this a third time. You can, I'm going to step in and take
1: somebody You can
3: now. tell Jeff has been up a long time. Yeah, somebody,
1: Jordan, why don't you drive him home? There's, for lunch? there's only been two instances. <laughs> but there could be a third. History, I'm just saying, Three like, is a divine number. I bet
2: there's a third before. I'm going to go with probability, and I don't think.
1: We are celebrating probably. Cinco de Mayo today with the staff. Jeff had too much queso. (laughs) Gone. Hey,
2: thanks for joining us on the Rethink (laughs) Podcast.